0: And welcome into to another edition of the PHMX d Podcast, right on PHMX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I'm occasionally known as your mayor of PHMX. This man is occasionally known as your vice mayor of PHMX. And here's the one and only Jesse Friedman. Jesse, another wonderful day of getting sunburned out at Salt River Fields. Hey, I wore sunscreen today, Derek. You took care of yourself today. I did, I did. not. Uh, but, of course, it was... Uh, it, my day started off with walking out to the field with Brett Strom. And I don't can't, can't tell you people enough... Um, how much I love Brent Straub and and how good of a coach I think he is. But uh, he's even a better human being. And to walk out with him and just have a brief moment where we both shared our love for baseball, and he just looked at me and said, is there anything better in life than baseball? And it's like, yeah, there probably is, but not really, because baseball is the best. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, Especially walking out there at this time of the year in that beautiful weather uh, and having just so much excitement about this team as we approach uh the first game being played here in spring training this friday yeah i mean wow look at, look at you Derek.
1: Just, watch, just casually walking onto the you know where all the practice fields are at salt river fields
0: with brent strong i'll okay. tell you man yeah, right. i was not meaning uh, for that to happen but when i did i just let it happen because when you're <laughs> when you get to be in the presence of somebody as legendary in the baseball world as Stromy, and you get to be in the presence of somebody who has just the wisdom that he has, you just, you just listen, you just shut up and you listen and you take in everything you can from a man like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Strami is Stromi is great. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, another, another, uh, fun, fun day being out there. The weather was, uh, was fantastic. Continues to be glorious. You just have to soak up every moment of diamondback oh, spring training it's because so it's just, it's just lovely. Um, but yeah, not, not a particularly eventful day, I guess, at least not compared to the last few where Uh, We've had, like, honestly, way too many things that we could have talked about. You know, I'm I'm Um, okay
0: with that. I am okay with with (laughs) an uneventful day where we just got to watch them play baseball because, yeah, the last few days we have been discussing a lot. We've been kind of going back and forth on the stadium issue, issue, obviously. We know that the TV deal is still unresolved. There is a Diamondbacks game being played this Friday that we do not know where we're going to watch it or how we're going to watch it. I, I feel like... The Diamondbacks are fairly confident still in their fallback that MLB will produce these games should they not have something uh, basically figured out by then. But I'm not sure if if that's the case because you know spring training is is here. Time has run out. Yeah,
1: uh, some some interesting uh, news topics to get into. Uh, we discovered I think it was yesterday that Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon. We won't see those guys in games for a while. Um, Merrill Kelly, Tori Lovello throughout uh, March 8th for him. Zach Gallon, March 1st. I guess those guys just kind of have a different view on things. Uh, Gallon wants to kind of get back in there and uh, get throwing sooner, whereas Merrill is maybe, you know, happier just kind of taking some time here in spring training. D-backs certainly wanted to have already voiced their desire to slow play both of those guys and make sure that they're, uh, you know, not going too hard coming off the extended postseason run yeah. and all that. So, yeah, I don't think you're going to see either of those guys for for a while, but we do know that Eduardo Rodriguez is starting uh, on Friday against the Colorado Rockies, Which I, so there I, you go.
0: I, I kind of speculated on that a bit. I, I was meaning more about the regular season, I think, when I brought it up, but still it doesn't feel like a terrible idea when you have guys that are more well-rested, that are newer parts of this team, to allow those guys to kind of kick things off early and give – the rest of the Diamondbacks players that had such a short offseason, that extra amount of time. It, it doesn't hurt at all. And yeah. especially considering the innings that both Merrill Kelly and, and Zach Gallum threw, you want you want to try to slow play them. Like, you, you have a, a careful balancing act of both getting them prepared and allowing them to kind of do it at their own pace a little bit here, especially with Merrill. Sure. Yeah, and this
1: is something we've, we've seen in the past, too. I mean, I think about, you know, Zach Greinke back in the day, uh, people would, of course, always be freaking out about his velocity or whatnot oh, yeah. when he came into spring. When he's throwing
0: 80, 82 miles an hour. Yeah, extreme. I mean, spring is yeah. just
1: kind of a weird time of year for those starting pitchers who are just really good and, you know, kind of know themselves well and know what they need to do to be prepared for the season. You're not, you know, you're not as really con- as concerned about those guys this time of year, and especially given the season that Diamondbacks just had and all of the innings that those two guys threw, I think it makes a lot of sense to to back off them as long as they're still ready for the season, but you know I with the amount of preparation that those two guys put in, I don't think're you're, you're really too concerned about that at this point.
0: We got an update on Kevin Ginkle as well who seems to be uh, coming along nicely. It doesn't seem like that injury is going to prevent him from missing any significant time.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, he threw a, he threw a bullpen session yesterday and came out of that okay. Um, Tori said you know there was maybe some initial rust or, or whatnot. Um, but yeah, he came out of it feeling okay. And, you know, hopefully for the Diamondbacks, we've talked about how important Kevin Ginkle is to this team and how difficult it would be to replace him for really any length of time. He's a really, really important piece of this bullpen. So, yeah, I don't think you're going to see him in a spring training game for a while. Uh, I think he's going to do another... Uh, one or two bullpen sessions before he actually uh, does live BP, and then at that point he could transition into actually facing, uh, you know, other other players in, in actual spring training games. So he's still a little ways away from that standpoint. He is still going to be on a on a slower pace here in spring training, but so far, it, you know, it doesn't. The situation doesn't look alarming, and that is, you know, the moment you hear elbow
0: soreness, you yeah. uh, immediately all of the alarm yeah, bells go off. I freaked out when I heard fluid. Like when I heard fluid on the elbow, that was the point where I was like, what is happening? You know, sure. this is this is starting to go down a path that I don't like. But a lot of that is kind of standard stuff for a pitcher. It's just when it starts to become an issue, that's where you hear of those symptoms kind of coming together and causing a problem. Uh, hopefully, Ginkle is good because, like you said, he's very, very difficult to replace. And if you start, I mean, th- when you start looking at the bullpen, we know they didn't add to the bullpen but that might be the area where their depth is lacking a little bit they do have some good options and those options came together in an incredible way for two se- two two months last season but we still don't know the identity of this bullpen if they're going to be able to perform at that same level throughout 2024 and, and of course if an injury could really impact them where things fall apart by pulling that one kind of piece out like kevin gingle
1: yeah, I mean, and this is the time of year where we're supposed to react. Uh, or we're supposed to overreact, uh, you know, to, to every to everything that we see in live BP. Yeah, you know, right. If if Ryan Thompson goes in there and strikes out two guys and gets a pop up, then Ryan Thompson, like he he should be the closer, right? Uh, and then you know, if Miguel, Miguel Castro comes in and gives up a homer to catal Marte. Clear, he shouldn't make the team, right? No, like oh, he should he shouldn't even oh, be. Fan, oh so.
0: fans. Fans <laughs> fans are fans are roasting him on our Twitter account because yes, we did post are. this video <laughs> that we have of Catel Marte in fact hitting that Homer uh that Jesse's talking about off of it. Look at this. By the way, uh Jesse and I decided way too late that we should be doing commentary over live BP. This is something that Jesse brilliantly came up with today and there's just there's no time left. We don't have any more live BP, but look at this. Look at that man. Oh, we told you he was dialed in yesterday. We weren't lying. He went over and did push-ups after he hit that home run, by the way. He got down on the ground and did push-ups. How are you going to show up your own teammate like that by hitting a digger off him and then then do push-ups? You're doing push-ups? Oh man, I it love does
1: it. feel a little disrespectful. It does. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's all in good fun, but uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy live BP. Uh, I know so some some people, uh, you know, who've maybe been covering baseball for a while. They're like, you know, what's the, what's even the point of watching this stuff? But you just you don't see you know you don't see teams uh, have inter squad anything uh any kind of competition much like throughout the regular season that's not really something we ever see so it's fun to see you know how miguel castro attacks Catel Marte, and uh, we saw ryan thompson face uh, a few hitters today as well it's fun to just kind of see how they interact and uh you know see them speculate on which pitches are balls and strikes and then wait yeah. for the guy who's who's you know set up with the machine behind home plate or with the computer that can tell them whether it was actually a ball or a strike um so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just a fascinating
0: portion of spring training where we get to, we get to see this. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dean in the chat says Brent Strom is wise like those old creatures in Dark Crystal. He knows all. Is that <laughs> Gelflings? I, I think those are Gelflings. Um, and then Transonic wants to know, did you guys murder Patrick or is he tied up with duct tape in Jesse's closet? <laughs> look, no comment. Look, when you come on here and you you you. You hit me with the sick burn that he hit me with yesterday. You don't get invited back. That's the way things work. I'm very petty, and you guys know that about me.
1: But. He's making ages comments to you. Mm-hmm. He's he's complaining about the lack of paper towels in my house. He's staying household. in your
0: home for free, yeah, and we're he's going to come yeah, on this yeah, show and not. have the audacity to complain about paper towels. Go buy some paper towels yourself, Patrick, you freeloader. <laughs> I'm saying. He's not uh, He's not welcome back. No, He never, would, he never will be we're we're definitely uh Patrick's not part of this connected team uh that Jesse and I are over here but uh speaking of which Alec Thomas hit a lovely lovely line drive off Mitchell Stumpo and uh of clo- of course when you talk about overreacting we should clearly read into this a ton
1: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. do we
0: have do we have that video uh...
1: yeah Alec Thomas did several pitches into Ooh-hoo! the at it's just it's just smacked it smacked it right in the right center field gap um, yeah I think Alec Thomas is probably going to hit 325 this year based on that swing based alone, on that one so. hit
0: let's go yeah. I'm ready it is I'm ready. it is
1: overreaction no, season, but it, Derek. it does it <laughs> is
0: because we have no idea what pitchers are working on we, have, we don't even have any idea because we're they don't talk to us they don't tell us their little game plan as much as we want Tori to come over and tell us what they're all working on he refuses to do it I will say that sometimes pitchers aren't uh, are being instructed not to go full speed, or sometimes you know, batters are looking to do something specifically or whatever when you're out there, so you never really know. But what I will say is the offense has looked great out there in live BP <laughs> pitching at times, besides Brandon Fott, who was just kind of sitting fools down. Uh, that was a different story yesterday, but I really do feel like offensively, especially Cattell, has looked really, really good so far. I mean, just hitting the ball well, of course. I don't know. the The sound of a baseball being hit is so beautiful that it's hard for me not to think every single batter is hitting the ball well. But yeah, I mean, it just it really feels like these guys are ready to go. I'm excited excited about this team.
1: Yeah, it's uh you know it, it's uh, it's just a fun time of year where it's the season for optimism and every uh, okay. everyone is in say.
0: everyone's in the best shape of their lives I'm and like, everyone maybe, looks I'm great. Being too optimistic. Here, let me give you <laughs> some negativity, shall I? Every single live BP I've seen of Gino Suarez, he struck out. There you go. So that lives <laughs> up to uh, lives up to the hype, apparently. But uh, Tori did talk about Eduardo. He talked about some of the other guys and just how, you know, obviously over the last few days we've heard about how well the new guys are fitting in. And we've seen it with our own eyes. We've seen uh, Erod playing dominoes and talking about uh, meal recipes. We've seen Gino <laughs> out there just with Christian Walker and with Catel Marte, and they look like they've been teammates for years. So it does really feel like these guys are fitting in. But that might be by design. Tori was asked today about the whole team chemistry aspect. And I mean, we, you, you know how much we love this team being a connected team and a fucking dangerous team because it's a connected team. But it's a real thing. And when Tori talks about team chemistry, I feel like the way he has constructed this team over years, the way Mike Hazen has constructed this team, what they're looking for out of guys, what they're trying to find... When they go out and acquire these free agents or trade for guys like Gino, they are trying to find guys that are going to fit their, their you know, this this standard that they're trying to set. They're trying to fit guys that do come in and pick up their teammates and add something to their, their teammates. And, I mean, you can't argue with the fact that this team last year probably had no business doing what they did in the playoffs. And at times, it was through the power of friendship, that power of friendship <laughs> is being a connected and dangerous team, and I mean, uh, this is what Tori's comments on what it, uh, on being connected, at what it means to have team chemistry.
2: Yeah, it's something that Mike and I have had a lot of conversation about, and he believes in team chemistry. It's a real thing um, because there are going to be some dog days, and you're gonna, you're, you're gonna want to feel like you're never fighting alone, and you got to link things together. Baseball is a team sport. Um, yes, you're going to be playing individually at times, but. One um, player X can go four for four and, and still lose a baseball game, but if you link all that together and get good pitching with a timely hitting and a good defense, you're going to win the game. I think we all understand that. Um, the synergy is real. It's a, it's a real, it's a proven thing. So I've asked you guys to at times to look up the Belgian draft horses. I see and have you have you researched that? I now? have, but I'm not gonna pretend I remember what the answer was. Yeah, so that'll be a little homework sound for everybody. The the contest for Belgian draft horses and how how much they can how much they can drag alone, drag together, drag with um, a partner and then drag with a partner that they've grown up with or know personally. It's a real thing, so we believe in synergy here, um, and it's gonna, things are going to be tested, and if you don't stay together, you can fragment, they can, can tear you apart in a hurry. So yes, we have vetted the right personalities, the right people that come in this clubhouse and fit this culture. This culture has been, has been handcrafted um, for a long time, and it's real, it's alive, and the players make it breathe, and we don't just talk about it, we live it every single day.
0: Let's fucking talk Belgian draft horses, shall we? I know that's what you came here to see. Uh, I did the homework for you guys. Allow Jesse and I to be your cliff notes, if you will, for Belgian draft horses. Why Why is that a thing? Why does he bring that up? Why is that the homework that he gives us? Well, Belgian draft horses are known as the biggest and strongest horse when it comes to pulling, and they do these pulling competitions where they, they go to see how much you know which horse can pull the most you know it's 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 strongman competition but strong horse competition and uh basically they are held these competitions are held to see which horse can pull the most and one belgian draft horse can pull up to 8000 pounds by itself but wow. when you pair it with another belgian draft horse that they are not familiar with they're not friends they're not homies they haven't kicked it they didn't grow up together they do not know each other <laughs> these are two stranger belgian draft horses they can pull up to 3 times their weight they can pull up to 20 to 24000 pounds not double because together We are connected as two Belgian draft horses. We don't know each other, but we're still getting the fucking job done. But when those Belgian draft horses know each other and have been raised together and grew up together and went to the same elementary school together, those (laughs) Belgian draft horses can pull up to 30 to 32,000 pounds, which is up to four times uh, as much as a single horse. So the thought process here is simply by the horses having a connection with each other uh, that they are able to pull more than they are, would ever be able to pull with some horse that fucking they don't know from around the block that they've never met before, right? <laughs> um, and I mean, again, a connected uh, Belgian racehorse team is a dangerous racehorse team. <laughs> and that, like that's what we're talking about here when Tory brings up this this concept. Is that yes, yes, players. You get you get these players together. They're very good players. You know, they can have success. But sometimes, especially not just through that 162 regular game season, but when you really need to pick each other up in the postseason, when you really need those guys to be heroes out of nowhere, the way that the young guys stepped up, the way that was Gabby one night, Alec another night, Corbin another night, that is in Tori's mind and this organization's mind, a product of them putting together a a clubhouse of guys that had a certain characteristic.
1: The elementary school thing was a nice touch. I'm glad. I'm glad that, that the horses did go to elementary well, gotta,
0: school together. you got to have, have a history together. We've been, <laughs> been together for a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Tori was was basically talking here about, you know, do do the Diamondbacks put more of an emphasis on the quality of character of of players, yeah. I guess, than maybe other teams do. You know, I don't think there's a lot of like low character players or anything in baseball necessarily, but it has felt. Uh, you know, particularly during this Mike Hazen, Tori Lovello era. And I think the Diamondbacks at large as an organization have kind of always valued this to some degree. It's it's felt that the Diamondbacks, that's really important to them, bringing in guys into the clubhouse who, you know, either they're familiar with already. In the case of Eduardo Rodriguez, there were already relationships there with both Tori Lovello and Mike Hazen. They knew the kind of guy they were getting. Yeah or you know just you know other guys that, that the organization is bringing in i think they, they really value the clubhouse aspect of things and making sure that that dynamic is, is a positive one uh, it's certainly been a narrative with this team for a while that a lot of these young players have kind of grown up together uh gone to uh i guess uh, in this analogy elementary school is like the minor leagues uh they they kind of came up together in that way and and we've seen that you know we've seen that in the majors really pay dividends uh, for for this Diamondbacks team.
0: Uh, and I mean, again, there's there there is uh like you said, there's there's something about them pursuing guys that they have known and they have been pursuing. Right? We talked at the trade deadline about the Diamondbacks possibly going after Erod and trying to bring him over. What a good fit he would be at that time. And, of course, we don't ever get confirmation on guys they didn't successfully trade for, that that was the route they were going down. But you can tell the interest was there, and that's because they felt like he was that dynamic, right? He fit that dynamic. We know that with Gino. We talked about yesterday uh, Paul Seawalt getting the phone call, right, about, you know, from Mike Hazen about – and Gino over and what his thoughts were so Mm -hmm. I mean that that stuff obviously matters to this organization and it's so far it's made a difference I mean we don't know right we don't know how 2024 is gonna go we don't know how all of the new pieces are gonna fit in but for the most part it really does feel like this team uh, is coming together in a a really short amount of time
1: yeah yeah and I, I you know I think back to what Ryan Thompson said when he was on our show a week or two ago about realizing over the course of his career how how dangerous a connected team can be, of course, channeling his his inner Tori Lavello with uh, with those words. But yeah, it's something that we we hear from the players as well. I do think this is a real thing in this clubhouse, uh, you know, and and not to say that other teams don't have good clubhouse dynamics too, or that other teams don't also value. Um, you know, making sure right, that the right. players they bring in are of high quality and will mesh
0: well with other players and but, whatnot. But this organization in, <sighs> in particular seems to emphasize that. Can't you see, though, from a distance at least, and of course there's no quantifiable way to know if this is accurate or not, but, like, is, isn't this the reason why, you know, super teams like the San Diego Padres don't necessarily work out? Isn't this the reason why like the Mets, you a case you to know, be made. Yeah. Like, there, there's just something to be said because baseball, uh, I guess – more so than other sports feels like you cannot just go out there and buy and assemble your team and have that team come together and find success. Right. And maybe the problem with that is the big personalities, the, the not, you know, not meshing well together. Right. Hopefully that's what happens to the Dodgers as far as the, from a diamondbacks perspective, because they do have a lot of big personalities, a lot of new names coming together and that team Needs to figure out a way to find some sort of chemistry in order for them to have success. Yeah, you I
1: mean, know? I don't, I don't know if uh, you know Shohei Otani is necessarily the like big ego guy that some other superstars are in this game. Well, okay, um,
0: I won't say there's anything wrong with Shohei Otani's attitude. We all know that he is a he's a little baby angel, and we all love him so much, right? <laughs> but again, there are Speak things. For yourself. I know you've gotten on that train. Like <laughs> I, I, look, he's I a get pretty, it. Bad guy. I get it. I get it's it. It's verifiable. I get it. You uh, don't hold back when it comes he to— He chose evil. He did. He did chose evil. But, I mean, <laughs> there there has been a lot of things with him that, especially with that decision, right, that kind of made him out a little bit to be uh, like like a prima donna, even if it wasn't intentional. Even if it was just him trying to be private about his decision and trying to not have it turn in to the circus that it turned into, but there there's still a lot of personalities in that clubhouse that need to come together. I think the diamondbacks have an advantage there when it comes to what they're building here. And also like they said about guys like Erod, these guys wanted to be a part of this team. So it feels like you're building with guys that also want to join in, you know, a part of joining in is, is learning the culture here. Tori talked about that today about the culture of the clubhouse and about everything like that. And that's, you know, again, when you when you take a look at an 84 win team last year and what they were able to do, you you could see how that you know those <laughs> those little characteristics could be the thing that made them so dangerous once the playoffs came around.
1: Yeah, Tori, uh, Tori talked about um, today how this is a conversation that he and Mike have had, you know, specifically about the clubhouse and how how important it is to Tori that the guys that are being brought in are not just don't just fill needs from a baseball standpoint yeah. but also will will fit in well uh he told an interesting story about how Paul Goldschmidt was i guess was sort of like the center of of yeah. you know the clubhouse and kind of making sure that uh things were things were good when tory first arrived you know 2017 2018 uh, and then 2019 comes the pandemic happens tory talked about how there was some disconnectedness over the course of the pandemic which of course i think all of us felt that and experienced that for sure and in 2021 a really rough season for the diamondbacks tory said that he basically wrote down like some of his core principles and, and it sounds like since then, the Diamondbacks have really made it a priority that anyone who walks in the door and, and wears that Diamondbacks uniform is compatible with those things that yep. Tori wrote down back in 2021. And yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like it's worked out well.
0: Groundhog Mama says that's why Trevor Bauer is unemployed. No one wants to connect with him. And given how he acted towards Mikel Montero the first time around, connecting is not in Bauer's nature. And maybe that's a, I mean, that, that's a great point. I mean, again, sometimes the talent is there. But the personality that goes along with the talent is absolutely not worth what it could do to your clubhouse, what it could do to your team, no matter how good that guy is every five days. Uh, We know you guys are good every single day, no matter what day of the week it is. You guys are here with us. We thank you guys for being here. Thank you for being a part of our family over here at GoPHNX.com. You know we're connected. Uh, But, of course, make sure you're subscribed to our PHNX Sports YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Drop us a like. We always appreciate you doing that. Uh, we love our attaboys. There's, there's Gabby. Oh, that man hits the hell out of a baseball, by the way. That's been another guy we haven't talked about nearly enough smashing baseballs out at Salt River Field and throwing them like some sort of magician wizard with his arm that's in cannon. Uh, of course, if you guys <laughs> are listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure to subscribe over there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback. Uh, and of course, we also appreciate when we get to kick it with you guys out at Illegal Pete's you know that's where Damon always is. And, of course, uh, it's probably a little disappointed we didn't go there for dinner last night because that's, that's like Damon inviting us over to his house. But if you want to go check out <laughs> Damon's house and get some piping hot queso uh, and have some amazing food, including the reverse nachos that still live on to this day, thanks to De Paz, uh, and all the other wonderful food they have to offer, bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, all of this great stuff. Check out Illegal Pete's. They have all sorts of great specials. You can kick the Monday blues with $3 margaritas all day long or ease your way back into the week with $2 tacos every Tuesday. See? We missed out on $2. Yes, there was Tuesday. It
3: is true though. Whenever I say, do you guys want to come over, hang out? That's what you mean. Like yeah. I they're like, cool. Yeah, Derek and Jesse will be like, send the address. And I'll literally send them like, the Illegal yeah, Pete's address. address.
0: Like, but that, like that
3: implies
1: that implies that Damon is paying if we come over to his house that's the way it works he's not wrong right um i mean like like if you came over to my house right. i wouldn't like charge you at the door i for heard anything max I is buying you, right? no that, that
0: you'd be a terrible host for doing that if you charge me yeah that'd be me, awful I'm like oh yeah. here's, here's here's some nachos can i have nine dollars please like yeah i'm not venmo requesting house. you I after heard that. max is buying burritos i did heard and beers but specifically beer. burritos yeah max is doing that and now he's meandering in here like <laughs> some awesome. sort of zombie because he heard his name uh we you didn't get your tattoos, so now you're buying burritos. That's what the that's what the word on the street is. So the, Max is buying burritos. No, so don't say it like. This. I think it's I think Illegal Pete said that it's Illegal Pete's brother, but I don't know for sure. Of course, uh, if you want to make Max buy your food, go check out Illegal Pete's. Uh, if you work in healthcare or education, you can take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday, and Max will buy them buy one get one free entrees. So, and don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, three p.m. to eight p.m. Every day, margaritas on Max, illegal peach, your go-to <laughs> spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. <laughs> he's coming back because he's. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, did they? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there you go. Okay. With a little. Uh what's yeah. called thing inside oh yeah don't, oh, don't worry don't oh, worry about that what's inside? Oh, what's inside? see he's a monster and that's why we attack <laughs> him on this show uh, of course uh, that doesn't mean i'm still not gonna go watch baseball games with this man because i love hanging out with him. and you can make sure to not miss out on baseball games if you want to go spring training games regular season games, postseason games, it doesn't matter. Game time as you're back and especially if you decide to go to those games last minute because it is the place for last minute ticket deals. Uh, you can shop without the stress. Uh, it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason and of course you can download the app right now create an account and use code PHNX, the four best letters in the alphabet uh, for your $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, Guaranteed. MLB Network dropped their top 100 uh, players. I guess you could say. Well, they're, they're almost there. They've they, done
1: 11 through 100. At yeah, this point. they're but making.
0: They're really dragging this on. Can use the process just so of that we, elimination. Yeah, we just to want to fight the with them. They want. Yeah. They want an argument, and they're drawing the argument out. Um, but what did they call? It? They, I, I felt like they called it like top 100 players like there's like a hashtag like real hot or something like that i don't know what the hell they're doing but it's the top 100 players in baseball and uh of course there are plenty of arizona diamondbacks on that list there are plenty of arizona diamondbacks that didn't make that list but uh, of course the most notable one would be our baby boy corbin carroll who was ranked 18th overall corbin carroll is considered by mlb network to be the 18th best player in major league baseball And I want to argue with it, but I also want to be just happy about it. Right. Like, I I feel like it's both of those things. I I, sure I feel like he's underrated. I feel like looking at some of the names that are above him, that there are a couple of guys that maybe he should be ranked over uh, higher over. But he has only done it for one season. And there is that I think that is a difference here with him and some of the younger guys versus some of the guys that have done this now for five years plus uh, at, at a elite level.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, going going through the names, they've got Carroll at 18, 17 is Spencer Strider, which I think, it, I guess that's fine. I mean, Strider had a, a higher three ERA last year, but the swing and miss is ridiculous. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a two and a half ERA in 2024. Uh, Trey Turner at 16, Austin Riley at 15, Jose Ramirez 14, Matt Olson 13, Mike Trout 12, Bryce Harper 11. I don't know if it's like obvious that Corbin Carroll should be higher than any of those guys, yeah. but I think you could make an argument on basically all of them. Uh, Trey Turner in in particular, he did not have a especially great year last year with the Philadelphia Phillies. Right. I think Trey Turner at his best is a phenomenal player. His his ceiling is, is about as high as anyone in, in the sport. But Jesse, they had to give the man a standing ovation to get him out of a slump i think that if you ask just about anyone right now they would take corbin carroll best, over fans, trey in baseball, turner. Derek.
0: best fans in baseball
1: <laughs> <laughs> turner turner last year hit 266 with a 111 ops plus 26 homers 76 rbi 30 stolen bases like corbin carroll had a way better season yeah. in 2023 it's it's not really close and
0: trajectory wise like again that's that's what it is it's almost like more about what trey turner's done in the past rather than right now, which is what that list is saying that it is, right? This is the top 100 right now. Who's the hottest in baseball? Corbin Carroll did something that nobody uh, really has done, and, I mean, that's just his rookie season. Like, there are times where players do have that sophomore slump. There are times where players uh, have a hard time living up to setting, you know, an incredible standard the way that Corbin Carroll set last year. But if there is one guy I know is going to come out this year – And I can put my money on being better than he was last year. It's Corbin Carroll. It's the guy that was out there at salt river fields completely by himself in November training like a maniac. It's the guy (laughs) that got locked inside of a high school here in town (laughs) because during COVID he just needed to go out and take some BP. That is a man that won't stop getting better at what he does until he doesn't do it anymore. And maybe that might be what causes him to not play baseball anymore. Once he realizes he can't continue to get better, maybe that'll finally cause him to stop. But Corbin Carroll is just an incredible person, especially when we talk about the character side of things. When we talk about the Diamondbacks looking at that aspect, that's such a big reason why they were so high on him. And that really has paid off. I mean, you can, you can look at Corbin Carroll and say, oh, he's undersized. Oh, he's not gonna have that much power or he's not gonna have this he's not gonna have that maybe he won't be able to play at a major league level well he outworked he outworked everybody he outworked everyone in the room and he will continue to do so so I I think that's the difference here with Corbin and why I would be a little bit more adamant about him being ranked a little higher I am not gonna split hairs here though I mean the fact that he's ranked in the top 20 should be uh, it's it's a huge acknowledgement to him and all that he accomplished last year and what People around baseball think of him as as a player, right? Like that's that's incredible for him to in his second season be considered a top 20 baseball player uh, in MLB.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think there's some validity to the the case of, you know, he's, he's only been one full season at this point. We did see in the second half of, of the 2023 season, Corbin wasn't quite as good offensively as he was in the first half. There were some adjustments made against him. He seemed to adjust back. He, he finished the year pretty well in the playoffs had some really, really big moments with the Diamondbacks helping them get to the World Series. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do think you could make a case for Corbin to be higher on this list. I mean, I even look at it feels outrageous to be arguing that Corbin Carroll should should be higher than
0: Mike Trout on this list, given how the career that Mike Trout has had. <laughs> Is it right but, now? Are we talking about right now? Are we talking about the twenty twenty four season? Because if that's the case, that might
1: when be true. Mike Trout plays, yeah. I mean, I I think it's pretty I mean you look at their numbers from twenty twenty three, I think it's pretty comparable. But Mike Trout's not playing that much, you know. I okay. mean, you just look at his last few seasons, Mike Trout played. 82 games in 2023 119 in 2022 only 36 in 2021 there's a pretty serious durability issue there Uh, and i think you could make arguments with other guys i mean bryce harper outstanding player i mean you know to have him as as the cornerstone of your franchise there's not that many guys you'd pick over him but he's a first baseman at this point right and corbin provides a lot more defensive value uh you know roaming around in the outfield and the guy he is as a base runner he just gives you a lot. He has a more well-rounded game than than Bryce Harper does. So there are cases to be made. I don't know if I would push too hard on any of it because Corbin still does have. He does still have to prove it for another season, for you know maybe another couple seasons before you know, people are going to be willing to give him the respect that he might deserve today.
0: Let's put our argumentative nature or our argumentative energy at least towards the other guys uh, sure. that made the list because some of those guys you could also say deserve to be ranked uh, higher. Zach Gallen ranked uh, number thirty-one overall. Mm. Not great.
1: Yeah, that one. That one is tough. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at other starting pitchers that are ahead of him that have that have popped up so far. They have Spencer Strider ahead of him. They have Zach Wheeler ahead of him. Corbin Burns, Blake Snell. They have at thirty. So Blake Snell is one spot higher than Zach Gallen.
0: <sighs> okay. Well, all right. Maybe that's not so.
1: They're it's, not valuing
0: pitchers very much so far on this, uh, I guess, in, in numbers like 20 to 11. They so
1: have far. Fernando Tatis at 26. I think Manny Machado at 24, that feels a little high to me. Like, I I would personally rather have Zach Gallon on my team than Manny Machado at this stage in his career. Yeah. Machado had a bit of a down year by his standards in 2023. I certainly think he could bounce back, but he's not the player that he was a couple years ago. Uh, so, yeah, you could... You could you could make a case for for Gallon to be a little bit higher. Um, you know, am I am I necessarily what would I be super angry about Corbin Burns being higher than Zach Gallon? Not necessarily. I mean, they're they're pretty similar. I'd probably have them in the same the same range as well. Zach Wheeler a few spots ahead. Um, yeah, I, I think I don't think it's egregious. I think he's roughly where where he should be on this list. Can we uh, talk
3: about the Braves for a second on this list? Unbelievable. Eight names on on just like the top. This many alone. Top, even, what, 30? Yeah, Acuna yeah. might be number one yeah. by two. Yeah. That's
0: insane. Yeah, I mean, but they honestly, they're they a really good team. And Matt Olson, I think Matt Olson is very good. I, I don't have a problem with him being ranked where he is. I mean,
1: he just hit 54 bombs, Jesus. right? Yeah, I mean, there's
0: just <laughs> something. There there comes a point where you got to give uh, the Braves their due, right? But, you know, I, I don't know. Are the Braves a connected team? Do they have team chemistry? That is the the big question. Do they they they, know about the Belgian horses? Yeah, do they know about the Belgian draft horses? Because if they don't know, we don't need to tell them. They don't need to understand (laughs) that particular philosophy. But uh, there are a couple of other guys here that I think you could argue and make a case for being a little bit higher. Christian Walker at number 58. That's actually fairly decent, I think, for him. But Cattell Marte at 65. That just seems low. And, I mean, I know maybe it's Marte's defensive value and some other things here, but did this man not just set an MLB record in the playoffs for consecutive hits in, in games? Like sure. It's, there's just something to be said about what he did and and how good he looked towards the end. There was a part of the year when we were saying Cattell was the only good offensive player on this team last year. So, I mean, Cattell was consistent. He played a lot last year and you know of course he was just a huge part of what they did uh, in, in the postseason and I'm calling it now Cattell's hitting 30 bombs this year okay Cattell's hitting 30 yeah, bombs. 25 year. last year it's not it's not too far away no and I mean from what I've seen this spring I don't get it I don't understand what's going on but he is he is smashing the ball him and Gabriel yeah. Moreno are smashing the ball when I watch them take live BP or, or BP in any capacity
1: yeah, I'm I'm looking at guys ahead of Cattell. Um, so yeah, he's at he's at sixty-five. We do have Kyle Schwarber at fifty-seven egregious that seems egregious that seems pretty aggressive egregious
0: <laughs> the man had the lowest defensive value in baseball last year i mean he's a
1: horrific defender but egregious. To, be, Good in the to be fair he's not i don't think he's gonna play much outfield in 2024 oh i think the phillies have found their found their way around that he was outstanding in the postseason we yeah, certainly saw that we knew he's that a great percent. player like percent. i would want Kyle Schwarber as my designated oh my hitter for sure But, you know, when you're a DH only and you, you know, are coming off a season in which you hit 197. I'm not not, not sure. I'm not sure we should be putting this guy 197, David.
3: Otani's DH only this year, and I bet Uh, you they're going to put him at, like, number one
1: yeah well it'll be interesting to see how they do that ronald
0: acuna at number
1: one because otani otani's just
0: otani's just hurt So i don't know how
1: i don't know how they're gonna um, yeah
0: but it should be like his value currently right now to the team and i mean it's not to say he's not a top 10 player but if he's not pitching that definitely limits you know his value to the team uh gabriel moreno at number 94 also egregious but i understand (laughs) i know that the jury is still out a little bit on gabby but it shouldn't be gabby's going to be one of the best catchers in baseball, and he's going to be one of the best catchers for years to come. So they've got
1: Adley Rutschman, Will Smith, J.T. Romuto, Sean Murphy. Those guys are all top 50. They have both Contreras's. Contreras's. <laughs> both of them. William is 81. Contreras. Wilson is 82. Yeah. What sure, the fuck? Are we sure MLB Network knows the difference? I think they, they, just, just, they were just like, I don't know. We'll just put them both here.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe one no one will notice.
1: So they have okay, and then they have Cal Raleigh at ninety three, and then it's Gabriel Moreno at ninety four. So there are, I believe, that seven catchers higher I, than higher than Gabriel Moreno. Like to have a word. I I, I, like I don't I don't think it's egregious. I mean, honestly, Gabriel Moreno. If you just look at his first half from twenty twenty three before he came back from the shoulder injury he had an ops under 700 and he was he was doing the, the the catching thing like his defense was phenomenal the whole way through but he really stepped things up toward the end of the year so i think there's a world in which gabriel moreno next year on this list is is pretty dang high if he finds a way to repeat what he did in the second half. Over the course of a full season, offensively, but we're still pretty early in Gabriel Moreno's career. I'm honestly kind of surprised that he made this list in the first place. I think I think his World Series yeah. performance has a lot to do with him sure. with him being on this. But list. what about
0: Ellie De La Cruz at number one hundred? Right? I mean, Ellie De
1: La Cruz at one hundred is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that's he dumb. He said it. Not I mean, me,
0: I not I am wrong.
1: I am as big of a believer as anyone that MLB needs to be better at at. You know, marketing their young players right, and get, right, and you know, right. trying to, trying to, you know, uh, put as much cool content about Ellie De La Cruz and some of these young players out there as possible. But to put him on lists that he just clearly doesn't belong on yet, not to say he won't. I mean, Ellie De La Cruz could be 30 on this list next year and it he wouldn't really shock could. me. Yeah, really but could. the player that we saw in 2023, valuable in some ways. I mean, defensively, the base running, you know, but offensively, he's still a little ways away.
3: Jesse just called Ellie De La Cruz a TikTok baseball
1: he said, player. He said mid. At
3: that's best. exactly what he, he said, just
0: called him. He did. He, he did. said
3: he's a social media baseball yeah, which player. which means he <laughs> will and, be on MLB The cool. Show's cover the clips next are year. Awesome.
0: Yeah. When he steals home, that's great. Oh, it's man. so cute when he yeah, does that it's super stuff. Cute. <laughs> the one time he did it, but what about the other nine hundred times he struck out? You know some cool man. music he had, behind He it. had well,
1: an eighty-nine OPS plus, Derek. An 89 OPS plus. You cannot put. You cannot average. put a player with an 89 OPS plus on a top 100 list, no matter how great you think they're going to be. Right. He's just. He's right. just
0: not there yet. And this really isn't a projection. I mean, I guess it is, but it's not. This should be about who it's, they it's feel. The top is the 100 best. right now. Right now. Right? Right? right now. And you know who didn't make it right now? Merrill Kelly didn't make it right now. And Ellie De La Cruz is 100. And that once again is egregious. Oh, I don't like it at all. Merrill Kelly deserves better. They talked about uh, uh, Merrill Kelly today and Merrill, you know, he, he, he he came into his final form almost in the postseason last year. This guy was incredible for the Diamondbacks for, and, yeah. and and again, we say this often about Arizona sports teams, especially ones that struggle. They don't get the stage. They don't get the platform for people to see them. So, of course. Nationally they won't get recognized that's bullshit. This team went to the goddamn World Series last year and you got to watch Merrill Kelly go out there and and
1: seven innings one run that do that nine strikeouts. I think it was do in game that. Two. right.
0: So yeah, let's put some respect on Merrill's name.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's interesting. They have they have both Rangers pitchers on here. Just uh, the Montgomery last the last two starters to to make the list. Yeah, Montgomery a team 90, right now. Nathan Evaldi at 91. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think you could make a case for Merrill to be higher than potentially either of those guys. Evaldi didn't throw that many innings last year. He was outstanding in, uh, throughout the majority of the playoffs. Montgomery also good in the playoffs for the Rangers. Had a pretty good season all the way around. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's no one on this list that I'm that I'm clearly like okay. Merrill Kelly is clearly a better starting pitcher than than that player. Uh, you know, they have. Who else is in here? They have Tyler Glass now, Kyle Bradish, and George Kirby. Those guys are all in the 70s. Those are all really good starting pitchers. I mean, I know uh, Kyle Bradish, there's some injury questions there right now. So we'll we'll see what that turns into for the Orioles. But he was about as good of a pitcher as anyone in the second half of, of last season for the Orioles. So... I don't know if I find this to be super egregious, to be totally honest, but Merrill is, Merrill is right on the cusp. And I think you could argue, if anything, you could argue you should be higher than some of the
0: position players that I think are are on the list, like L.A. De La Cruz. Elise says, this list is overall pretty terrible. I don't take MLB or their rankings very seriously. I, I mean, I agree with you. It got to the point where it like the thought drifted into my head of asking Tori his thoughts on Corbin Carroll being considered a top 20 player. And I just really had a moment where I'm like, if I was a manager, would I give a shit about what they thought about my player? (laughs) Like, I think all my players are fucking awesome. And I think all my players are the best. And that's how I think about them. And I don't know. They're like, yes, if he's 18th, no, he's that's too low because in my mind, Corbin Carroll is a top five player. And that might be how Tory considers it. But that's why all of this ranking and all the stuff, even stuff we do. It's it, you know it, it's just a chance to have these conversations, but most of the time it's going to be wrong, and it's going to be proven wrong as the season goes on. I think guys like Merrill Kelly, I think Eduardo Rodriguez is going to very much uh, find, find a way to, to prove he belongs on this top 100 list. So we'll see how things evolve throughout the season, but I, I don't really care because I don't think the Diamondbacks need guys necessarily um, to be considered the best players in baseball. It goes back once again to this team chemistry, this teamwork concept where, you know, at at times you might take a team where more guys are all hitting that 20 to 30 home run mark rather than you having that one guy that hits 50 and then everybody else kind of is whatever, right? Or you might have two guys that hit, you know, 30 or 40 home runs and then the rest of the team doesn't. I think this team is going to be a very well-rounded team. And I think that that might be part of it is that we see contributions from all over the you know all over the lineup versus it just being the the superstars the Corbin Carrolls maybe yeah. you know kind of doing all the work. They have Max Muncie at seventy nine. Okay, I'm done. That's I'm interesting. Done. Throw that the goddamn
1: was, that one was nuts to me. Throw the goddamn list in the trash. Carlos Correa at sixty eight. I mean that that's interesting. Like Carlos Correa, obviously, has been such a good player in the past, but the player that he was in twenty twenty three was not that guy. Uh, he had a ninety four OPS plus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd still have him in the top seventy.
0: We talk about this for a long time. I know. Uh, fun fact, I was I, I used to live in the same city in Puerto Rico that uh, Carlos Correa was born in. Oh, That's there where you I go. went to high school for a short time. There you of go. Time. You uh, guys are connected in danger? We are then. connected danger. Well, if we were Belgian draft horses, we would definitely pull more okay, right. than two Belgian draft horses that fucking didn't go didn't grow up in the same city together or whatever, but anyway. Uh, speaking of, of Belgian draft horses, and working together. Uh, You can work together like a pair of Belgian draft horses uh, with the BetMGM Sportsbook app uh, to bring home a similar prize. Maybe it's not a trophy, but you could bring home lots and lots of money. Uh, If you sign up right now and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account, and you use our bonus code of PHNX, you will receive $150 in bonus bets uh, after you just place one wager, at least $5 at standard odds price, Uh, but you will receive those $150 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Sign up right now and use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You will receive $150 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call
3: one eight hundred Gambler. Available in like, Abiás, yeah, the U.S. Call eight seven seven eight HOPE and Y or text HOPE and Y four six seven three six nine New York. Call one 5050 Massachusetts. Twenty one plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred Next Step Arizona. One eight hundred Best off Iowa. One 7117 for confidential help. Michigan. One eight hundred nine eight one zero zero two three Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico.
1: Puerto Rico. Hi, you went. I went
0: low. I went low on that one. Baritone. Baritone on it. Yeah, you know, gotta gotta switch it up sometimes. And and speaking of switching it up. Uh, Sometimes you just got to go out on an adventure. This guy loves adventures. I do. I mean... Let me tell you just based on the part of town he took us to last night he loves adventures right but you can explore <laughs> the entire state of Arizona yourself and go the on some best wonderful restaurants adventures are in sketchy areas they really <laughs> are they really are where you think you're lost and you're like this is a neighborhood this is not where a restaurant wow. is and then at the end of the block there's a restaurant I will say getting there with the turn was really weird cuz it felt like you were getting
3: onto the freeway yes. to Yeah get to I the missed place. I missed
0: two turns Yeah I missed yeah. it as well yeah. I you yeah. It took me around. about 20 yeah.
1: minutes but to get to
0: a place that was 2 was miles not
1: away that bad no, no, it was wasn't. fine.
0: No, no it, wasn't. it wasn't it wasn't sketchy. It was just it was an interesting area and it was an adventurous night where we had some amazing food. But you yourself can take an amazing adventure with Arizona Lottery because they are letting you not only go to 10 locations around the valley where you can go on some geo-located adventures yourself, but you can also have a chance to win up to $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes by checking in at destination coordinates on the website. Uh, Visit azadventure.com for details and directions, but you can visit places uh, like the, uh, we were talking about this while you were gone, Damon, uh, the Chuck Huckleberry Loop. In Tucson, Arizona. No, you're a huge fan. Spent a lot of time there Damon hanging out. Spent his whole childhood yeah, there. That's I'm right, yeah. sure. I mean, where else was he supposed to go? No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. They have things here in town though, like the hole in the rock at Papago Park here in Phoenix yeah, and all sorts of go. places. So it's make sure spot. to check it out. Of course, the promotion celebrates state pride, and it's all about getting people out to go check out the beauty of this majestic state we live in. Arizona Lottery says the proceeds from ticket sales support environmental conservation conservation, among other important initiatives across the state. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure with Arizona Laundry and a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Uh, Shout out to Arizona uh, Lottery for sponsoring all of our spring training uh, videos and stuff that we're going to be bringing you on social. So make sure to keep it locked there. If you haven't signed up for a diehard membership, make sure to do so now. It's a great time to get down on it. You will get discounts on our events, including our takeover on July 31st versus the Washington Nationals out at Chase Field. So make sure to not miss that. Make sure to not miss all the wonderful things we have to offer with our membership, including a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com, discounts with our partners, all of Jesse's content, access to our Discord lounge and our uh, diehard only content, which... We are going to be doing a Mailbag Wednesday episode this week where we are going to be answering your questions from the Discord uh, and bringing it to you. So, of course, do not miss on all this wonderful stuff we have to offer over here. Get yourself a uh, membership today over at GoPHNX.com. Jesse, I am sick and tired of talking about jerseys in a negative way. I love jerseys. You know I love jerseys. I own lots of jerseys. I wear them on this show. Most of the time, they're sons' jerseys, but I do have some Diamondbacks jerseys. Uh, and I continue to see this saga continue with MLB and these Fanatics jerseys that they're You're producing. saying
1: that when Major League Baseball makes pants that are see-through, it's a bit of a problem.
0: I am saying that. The <laughs> jerseys are getting all—it's like it's weird because it's like the discussion seems to be centered around the jerseys. Today on MLB.com, they had an article dropped kind of backing their own— Jersey like there. It's like it's an article explaining how the Jersey was created based on feedback from teams and players and people around baseball and scientists. They had crazy, you know, uh, rocket scientists and people that do things like that involved, you know, uh, for for uh, viscosity and, you know, stretchability, all this bullshit. We get it. The jerseys are fine. You can't argue with science. I don't think anybody has said like they have a problem with the jersey itself. Right. The complaints we have is from the way that they put the patches on the jerseys, where they put names, numbers, the size of those things, how they look like the material is fine. And I have not heard. In fact, the players we've talked to very much like the jerseys. They think they're great. They think they feel great to wear. That's not the problem. The problem is some of the visual things on the jersey, right? The the logos, uh, specifically the names across the back are tiny. Someone else said earlier that we can fit Belgian draft horse on the back of a horse now, thanks to how small the letters are. We absolutely could do that. And that's (laughs) not what people want. They want the letters to look quality. They want them to pop. They want them to have that same quality we've had for years. But like you said, the pants Nobody's talking about how bad the pants situation is. And if you want to see, look at these pants. Look at how transparent the MLB's fanatics produce pants. They Sports Illustrated, they don't leave much to the imagination. Look mm. at that. Look at Shoei. Like, I can see <laughs> a lot there, Jesse. <laughs> I can see decoy in this picture, if you know what I mean. Like, I can see it all. There is... A ridiculous amount of transparency through these pants. Now, is it gonna be a, a, a thing where you know you 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 see something th- no? It's not that. It's not a matter of like <laughs> Fortunately, you- jerseys
1: are long enough that you know you tuck in your jersey, it Ow! goes down, it goes down pretty far. Hopefully so.
0: you're wearing some you know, spanks or whatever underneath. The thing here is is that it just looks terrible, right? It's just a matter of Like, this is photo day, and this is what the Dodgers players look like. And, I mean, I don't know why this is important that it's the Dodgers, but, like, if you you figure if anybody had money to fix a problem, it would be the Dodgers. And if the Dodgers can't overcome Fanatic's terrible pants, then nobody can. Jesse, this is a problem. And and Major League Baseball Players Association has been in, in talks with MLB about getting this rectified. I don't know what they are exactly, you know, uh, discussing with them or what, what the true pain points are. But I feel like transparent pants, the lack of options for pants, the fact that they've cut back and reduced the amount of sizing options that players can have to make them fit the, the way they do, and just the terrible way the numbers and letters look. I, I just, this whole thing feels like a disaster.
1: Yeah, I, it it feels increasingly like MLB is going to have to change something here. I know you mentioned the the article that they had and, you know, they're they're doing everything they can from a PR standpoint to protect themselves and make sure people know it's the just, technology, the science, all these things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, we've heard I, I've talked to a couple of players about this and heard positive things, haven't talked to a ton about it. Um, but there's clearly a consensus across the the game at large right now that these uniforms have something going for them and that they feel great. No one's questioning the feel of these uniforms. But the the look, you know, the the quality of the patchwork, the the way that the letters and numbers work, all these things you were talking about. There's a consensus there. It it appears that it's it's kind of a problem.
0: I think the main problem here is that it doesn't feel like they're addressing what people are complaining about, right? So like it's it's like being in an argument with someone that that can't stay on topic and and you're like, you know, like if I was telling you, Jesse, why does your polo shirt look so weird? You should have your little, you know, your little horse polo player over here, but it's like all (laughs) off centered and weird in the center of your shirt. And then you're like, yeah, but the zipper works really well. And the thread quality is great. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. The fucking logo is wrong on that shirt. Did you get this in like a discount bin or something? What the hell is this? Right. So it's like, It's weird for people to be saying like, hey, we don't like the way the names look on the back. And they're like, but have you felt this fabric? It's amazing. And you're like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I didn't say there was a problem with the fabric. I said it was a problem with the way that your tiny ass letters look on the back. Now, I still feel like seeing the Diamondback spring training jerseys up close that they look great. And I mean, I still think I trust me. I took a really close look at that Montia jersey yesterday as close of a look as I was allowed to without things getting weird. And the thread, the, the everything looked great on it. I mean, it really did. And I don't even think the Diamondbacks' letters looked that small or looked that off-putting. Again, though, there's nothing to compare them to, so that's why it makes it easier for the Diamondbacks, considering they have this uh, the, the new jerseys this year, that we don't look back on last year's and say, oh, well, look at how different this looks from last year's, right? So, yeah. I mean, from that perspective, we are not doing what some of the other teams around baseball are doing, but their, their gripes, I think, are, are fairly understandable.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, transparent pants yeah. doesn't don't think that's Again, gonna fly.
0: Known known baseball GM Elise says maybe this is why they are trying to get rid of the super tight pants players <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Can't have both. Can't have them be transparent and super tight because then that goes back to that whole nudity issue. And I know there might be some <laughs> never nudes in baseball and we can't we have to worry about them. But I just why is Fanatics so bad at this? It infuriates me on so many levels because like fanatics did burst on the scene when it came to like fan wear, right. It's like one day fanatics existed. And then next thing, you know, fanatics was taking over ran the, the sports yeah. world. Like, and, and again, we, we made our jokes. We knew that fanatics branded shit was low quality. And then stuff stopped getting funny. When fanatics made the NHL jerseys, we were like, wait, seriously not just the replicas not just the ones fans buy you're making the actual jerseys that the players wear and I mean that's where this feels like a really bad problem because it doesn't feel like fanatics even though they've had time to deal with this and have time to adapt and get better at this they're not and it doesn't really feel like at times they really care about getting it right yeah that's and I think We're done. <laughs> We're done with this. We're done with uh, this. Again, the big takeaway here is what can I do to swap jerseys with mail in Montilla That's all I really want to know because um, <laughs> I want his jersey bad. Uh, of course, maybe I could save some money and a good way to do so would be go check, to, uh, check out Desert Financial Credit Union. Uh, Desert Financial did get me started on my home ownership journey and I'm so glad they did. Uh, because I don't know if I can afford rent with the way this world has gone. But for more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. And they have been dedicated to creating a experience for exceptional experience for their customers and for the community that they're in. You can look to Desert Financial for mortgages, checking savings accounts, loans, credit cards, investment options, and so much more. Make sure you bank with a financial institution that has your best interests in mind. When you open a free checking account online, you can get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 right now. And I am... We talked about food. We talked about going... uh, We've talked about food too many times on the show. I'm so hungry. Uh, And I got some burros in my neighborhood. So if you have some burros in your neighborhood, you're a lucky person like I am. Uh, They just uh, have their new locations, one in Goodyear, one in Peoria, and, of course, uh, the area of town. Jesse literally... Uh, map, he, he put it into the map as as Anthem, my house, uh, which is the I-17 in <laughs> Joe Max area. And oddly enough, his map basically did give an accurate time as to far, how long it would take me to get home. Uh, of course, you can visit all of these locations or visit someburros.com to find one near you. You got to check out their Fiesta Platters. It'll make uh, make throwing your events at your home uh, and not somewhere else, somewhere else's place. Events at your home, uh, easy with all their mouth-watering, red and green chili beef mini chimneys, homemade taquitos, chips, fresh guac, all of that stuff they have to offer. And do not sleep on some Burro's breakfast. It's incredible. Uh, they have some incredible deals out there. The coffee, I mean, again, I, I would have never thought to put horchata in my coffee until an angel said to me, would you like some horchata in your coffee? And now I can't live my life without it. So <laughs> check out Some burros today because that uh, is the only, it is the place to get time-tested Sonoran recipes uh, here in town that have been lovingly prepared since 1986. Let Some burros cater your next event, big or small. Order online or find one near you by visiting com. Uh, Jesse, basically in 48 hours from now, I will be on a cruise ship heading out to the Bahamas. I'm
1: and happy for
0: you. I know I, I know you're not happy yeah, for me. I know that great. was a lie. I know those words <laughs> that came out of your mouth were inaccurate. Uh, I know that you do not care at all for me leaving you during this time. And I also know uh, that... The, the idea here that you won't be able to text me because I am not taking my phone on this trip with me. You're not taking your no, phone? I'm not going to have internet, though, out on the ocean water. So how, how what are you going to do? Do not message me. Do not expect a response. I'm going to live, Jesse. I'm going to fucking live is what I'm going to do. Wow. I am going to be drunk for 72 straight hours. So as long as they don't throw me off that boat, uh, I'm going to be having myself a good time. But when I come back, I can't wait to watch some baseball games. Meanwhile, you're going to be here holding it down friday make sure to check out the post game show i guess of the first spring training game yeah yeah let's, let's this is let's your overreact a little bit to some, <laughs> some spring training <laughs> yes. results we love we love that All uh, right, guys new. play two innings let's yell about it but anyway i <laughs> uh, can't wait for spring training games of course we appreciate you guys being here uh, and we will be back tomorrow uh, with our last, I guess our last spring training camp kind of update before those games start. So yeah. uh, join us for that. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our producer, the people's producer, Damon, is at DamonDog. That's D-A-W-G. We are still Damon's dogs. Bark, bark. 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 Our shows at PHNX underscore d but of course, all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports the bars on have gotten Twitter, so sad. Instagram, and Facebook. I, he didn't have his Boy. heart in that one no, at all. Not, I was no going to address no that. No
3: one has their heart still. in any of us. It's <laughs> it's doesn't because, feel right now. It's because we still know deep down inside we Ryan's dogs. And no, we just, it's, I mean, it's because you guys know deep down you cheated on me. And then you and you can't you can't live with yourself when it's you say time. we are Damon's
0: it's dogs. Time. It's hard to even say it, it, it is, out loud. It is because you, I just, you know you betrayed I know, me. I know. It's again. It's like you know. It's like a relationship you know has ended, but the other person doesn't. And those right, I love right. yous are so hollow and shallow. <laughs> uh, Groundhog Mama says, "Drunk Derek on the ship. Keep him off his phone. I will be off the bone." Uh, Connor said, "Is there not Wi-Fi on this boat? There is, but I'm not paying for it." Uh, because uh, i'm going yeah. on a real vacation but uh i'll make sure to post plenty of pictures when i get back of course we thank you guys of course for stopping by we always appreciate your time we love you we thank you for being here have a wonderful rest of your day and remember kids baseball is fun but it is so much more fun when you're a belgian uh, horse i guess